podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome once again to another match day edition of the Leeds That Podcast. I'm James and today I'm joined by Andy. You are chipper, sir. I am very chipper. In episode 95, we're discussing our away fixture with Manchester United at Old Trafford. Coming up, we discuss our head-to-head record, how the teams line up. We don't really know. We hear from some very good friends. Well, some of them. (laughs) (laughs) You'll see. And uh, we give our predictions for the game. And then, as always, have a chat afterwards. How are you doing, Andy? Mate, uh, uh, I'm so excited I can't talk. Um, (laughs) Before big games, I, uh, I struggle to sleep. I've been really kind of thinking about this one. Um, as you can probably tell from the last few pods, I've just been saying, please don't lose going into this game. And I just really hope and pray we have this chipper after the game. Well, it's the same for me, actually, because today I've got a packed day with the family and I've got to somehow convince them that I'm very present. Although I'll be staring into the space thinking, ah. Oh. Is Harrison going to get behind them whilst they're sitting deep? Is uh, is Rodrigo going to have the game of his life? It's hard, isn't it, convincing your family that you're interested? It's just so good to be ready for a proper game. It's been a long time coming, this. The Chelsea one felt proper and that was disappointing. I hope this is not disappointing. I hope we absolutely spank them horrible scumbags. Interestingly, this is episode 95. And in 1995, that was the year that we hosted Man United uh, on Christmas Eve in the Premier League. And uh, that turned out to be a classic that we won 3-1. McAllister, Yeboah and Brian Dean, the goal scorers. And I remember another Christmas fixture, didn't David Weatherall score? In oh, yeah. oh, yes. Good friend of ours, listening back to episode whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> so today's fixture, I reckon we got all the stats in the Newcastle game wrong. <laughs> because the source was terrible. So we've upped our game this week and I think these are more accurate. But how many times have we played Man United? Well, the stats are wrong with it. Yeah, I think so. Oh, research. Come back, Paul. We miss you. Um, so we've played Man United 97 times. How many times have they won? Oh, 50 odd. 46. Yeah. Leeds wins 26, draws 35. Uh, how many have we won of our last 20 games against them? Four. Close. Three. So it's nearly 11 years to the day that we were also in tier three and we beat Scum at Old Trafford in the FA Cup 1-0, Jermaine Beckford. And the last time we beat Man United in the top flight was 2002. Is that how we cool letter? I believe so. When was the last time we beat them in the top flight at Old Trafford? Oh, Christ. Now you're testing me. Um... 91 it's the old division one and it's a season when Man United were actually on great form they were uh, unbeaten at Old Trafford until that point as well it was before we were born Andy was it? 1981 oh Christ I read into the game and there's some weird stuff that happened and uh, I don't know whether we forgot our awake it or something but we ended up playing in white and wearing black shorts so I think we borrowed Man United shorts which is horrible oh god no wonder we won at Old Trafford but that game interestingly as well was a proper backs against the wall and a smash and grab from us I think we just got the goal very late on and I can't imagine that being the case today I think we're going to just be us and go at them I, I, I can't see any other 
kind of style of play from Leeds United today. I think we're going to go out there. We're either going to win quite comfortably or lose, but still play well. No, I agree. We'll we'll come into some thoughts on that in a little while. Let's have a listen to uh, a few people that we've been uh, had some lovely voice notes from. Morning, lads. Um, the day is now upon us, the one we've all been waiting for. So um, we've got an uh, important game, obviously, against uh, Salford's second team. Let's not think for one minute that this is just another game. Uh, this one more than any other highlights the frustrations of COVID for me. Leeds fans needed to be there. It's what we've waited for. We needed to be there to embarrass their fans' church-like silence. Uh, we needed to be there to let them know what real passion and making a noise is all about. But that's not to be. So our thoughts are with the team as, as they perform hopefully well without us. There's so many reasons to dislike that lot. Um, it's endless. You know, that Chavy kit, the soulless stadium, plastic fans, part-time TV celebrities that jump on the Manure bandwagon, Dennis Law, George Best, the Nevilles. In fact, the only good thing to come out of Manchester has been probably music and the M62 to bring us back to God's own country. Um, for us fans, it's definitely about the occasion, but hopefully not for the team. Uh, the old cliche should apply to them of play the game, not the occasion. No question uh, they found some form and the hundreds of millions spent have delivered good players. So it's it's not going to be easy. Um, for us, it's simple, he says laughingly. Limit the number of set pieces and corners. Protect our defenders by playing in their half. Um, you know, let our very own Rolls-Royce uh, Rafina and R Rodrigo loose. Keep creating chances for the imperious Lord Bamford and he will score. Icing on the cake, of course, will be our very own Calvin to rattle Pogba that much that he gets him sent off. Um, most of us, definitely me, get eaten up by the hatred we have for that club and its fans. So it's never that enjoyable, actually, until the very end and hopefully with the right result. Um, it's going to be a very nervous Sunday. Uh, I hope top of everybody's list for Santa was a Leeds win to make our Christmas that bit better. Take care, lads, and probably catch up after the game. Cheers. Ah, oh, Hayden, it's always good to hear from you. Thanks ever so much. Uh, I think you're wrong about the M62 because I think even that shit, to be honest. But yes, um, I think you're right about the occasion as well. The players just have to, uh, yeah, forget it all and just win their immediate battles and I really hope Calvin does wind Pogba up to be sent off it'd be the icing on the cake when the Premier League fixtures came out my eyes went straight to this fixture this was the one this was the one that mattered the most and I realised that as soon as the fixtures came out where's Man United 17 years we've waited for this and there's probably a lot of Man United fans and Leeds fans who don't don't get the rivalry because they're too young <laughs> you know we've missed a generation here this matters so much, and it's big for them. It's massive for them, this, because the manager's dangling by a thread. And we're the exact opposite. We've, we've got the most stable leadership, aside from a couple of clubs, uh, in world football, because we're right behind him. And this game's it's a flick of a coin. It really is. It could go either way. If we have a good day, we win. If they have a good day, they win. But one thing you do know is we're going to go out and we're going to attack them. We're not going to be submissive. 
we're gonna, we're gonna try and impose our style, and it's it's gonna be beautiful to watch. It, we are gonna go over there and give them hell. And if it's our day, we're twenty points before Christmas. I mean, that is just absolutely incredible. Come on, Leeds. Was, was that Mickey Peaker of comedy? It was that man off the funny comedy thing. It makes sense. Not just a funny man, a wise man. Apt <laughs> at this time of year, eh? Very apt. Right, who have we got next? Who are we going to hear from next? Oh, we've got our lovely friend, Lucy. So I don't know about you, but when the fixtures came out, this one was the first one that I looked for. This and the home tie. And I'm praying to God that we get to be back in Ellen Road uh, for the uh, latter game. But gosh, we've waited an awful long time for this fixture and the uh, the third round classic with little League One leads doesn't count. You know, we've waited a long time for a proper big time fixture and I'm just so incredibly excited. I'm going to say 2-1. Do I dare say that? I think we might nick it. Um, I think both Bielsa and Calvin have spoke really publicly about how much this fixture means to the fans. And I think we're going to go out all guns blazing. Um, so, yeah, I think we're going to nick it. Thanks ever so much, Lucy. If anyone knows about this fixture, it's Lucy. I think she's been a season ticket holder since 1992. Yeah, well, mate, do you know what? Again, speaking sense, first game, everyone looked for in it. Scrolling straight down that list, looking straight for it. Any more for any more? Oh yes, we've got we've got a few more, three more. Oh, Jesus, I might I might retire. Let's rename the podcast Friends and Leads That. An audience with Leads That. Wow, Manchester United. What a game this is gonna be. After all this time away, we finally get to do this again. Um I'm I'm really excited. It's obviously a massive shame we can't have the fans in the ground. Um can you imagine, you know, I've been thinking all day about how it would be if they were there and you know, just just it would be a, just something to behold, wouldn't it? But I'm just hoping that we can go and and put in a performance that we know that we're capable of. Just just get Bielsa ball going, just fast flowing, really go at them from the start, and and see if we can can get under their skin because I really think we can get at them. I think they're a team that can be got at, and I think it it does come down to can whether you know what can passion and heart and Bielsa ball overcome money and individual talent. And I think that is what it's going to come down to. I'd love it if we can get a draw. I'd be so happy with that. You know, a, a two-all draw would be, I think, a great game. And I think I think we'd be really happy with that result. But I, I do, in my heart, think we can beat them. I do. I'd love a 2-0 win for Leeds. So <laughs> they're my predictions. I'm not sticking to one. I'm, I'm saying a two-all draw, but I'd love a 2-0 win for Leeds. That's what I'm really hoping for. Is that that talented fella Joe who wrote the theme tune? That is the very talented Joe. Thank you, Joe. He's a bit like you on that one. He's sitting on the fence, won't commit to one scoreline. Yeah, you know, he's obviously an avid listener and a very knowledgeable bloke. He's another chipper fella. I like him. Bielsa ball, he's right. That's all we need to do. Yeah, I mean, I think if we use our swashbuckling style against them, then we'll be, uh, we'll be all right. It, again, the thing that worries me is corners. They've got that guy with fat head at the back, haven't they? Used to play for all, you know, guy who likes to go to Greece and get in fights in that. Allegedly, allegedly. The other, I think we'll come on to it a bit more when we talk about our predictions. But yeah, corners are, are frightening. The players should be full of confidence after that Newcastle game where I thought they were excellent from beginning to end. 
and hopefully we can take that momentum into this one. I think their defence is definitely there to be got at. So if we press well, I think we can force mistakes. I think our attackers can get at them and hopefully they can take their chances when they come along. I think Calvin Phillips against Bruno Fernandes is a really key battle in this one. Because as much as I hate Fernandes's theatrics and his fondness of lying down on the job, um, he is a real threat in that final third. And I think their pace on the counter is also going to be a threat, especially against a bit of a patched up defence. So with that in mind, I'm sorry to say I can see us losing this one. But obviously, I would love nothing more than to be wrong. And um, hopefully you guys can use the second half of the show to take the mick out of me for thinking this. Nothing would make me happier than that. So, um, yeah, hopefully I'm wrong and I will speak to you again soon, guys. Right. Mark's never coming on again. Mark Bryan off Corinthian figures, right? I've got a problem with you. You seem to know too much about them. You're saying Mark Bryan of Corinthian figures is a Man United fan? Nah, I know him too well. He, he bloody hates them. The thing I really wanted to know from that, though, is is Mark still smashing through 25 packets of fishermen's friends every game, even though he's not in the ground? I reckon he is. I think uh, Mark, Mark Bryan loves dishing out fishermen's friends. I've had many fishermen friends at a game with Mark Bryan, and I've been way more vocal as a result of it. You can smell him coming, and it's not a bad thing. Right, last one. And we're going to hear from a... He doesn't like us calling him this, but he's a scum fan. Craig, avid listener of the podcast. I think oh, he's got... Bloody hell. <laughs> you're scraping barrel here, Jim. Uh, Paul, Paul set this one up. Oh, well, hey, leads that podcast. It's your man, you mate, Craig. Thought I'd just give you my thoughts ahead of the game tomorrow. Man, you mate, he's definitely not. I'm going to say, cut it there. I'm done already. Right, see you, Craig. Thanks ever so much for coming on. It's been great to have you, and uh, we'll see you ever again. Last time we played at Old Trafford, I seem to remember losing 1-0 and losing £100 to Paul, which he soon took off on his holidays to Gambia. So hopefully we won't get a repeat of that coming tomorrow. But the way we play at home, I'm not looking forward to the game. Leeds are a hard-working team that are going to attack us, and we're dog shit at home. So if this was at Ellen Road first, I would say it would be a nice, comfortable win for us, but it's not. It's at Old Trafford and it's no longer the theatre of dreams. It's kind of nightmares at the moment for us. So it really depends what team Man United turn up tomorrow. So I'm looking for a a cagey game. I'm thinking there's going to be goals because we're leaking them. If you score early, we'll be in trouble. Um, But I can't go against a Man United win, so I'll say 2-1. We'll we'll get a rubbish Bruno penalty in the, the 90... Ninth minute. Standard Man United. And uh, steal a victory from you. That's my predictions. Um, I'll give you some reactions after the game and then we'll, let's see how it goes. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't have to give us a reaction after the game. No, he's not coming on again. He'd <laughs> <laughs> come on this and keep going, you, you, you. Oh, <clears throat> Paul, I know it's your birthday, mate. And by the way, many happy returns. Craig, nah, no nah, thanks, mate. I'll tell you what, though, he does sound like a proper Man United fan. It doesn't sound like he's ever been to Manchester, from Manchester, or could point it on a map. So, yeah, it could be a proper one. So, uh, yeah, team news in for Leeds. Again, Bielsa's not announcing uh, teams now, which I think is a a good move, to be honest. I read this week, actually, that West Ham, as a result of Bielsa telling everyone what he was going to do with the team, they set up differently to how they, they originally planned. So, you know, I think the underlying feeling that 
it is influencing teams to play how teams play against us um is probably true so i'm grateful that he's not but i suspect it's going to be a, a, the same lineup against um that we had against newcastle what do you think i don't think he'd change that team can you I think this this style of play against Newcastle was unbelievable. I think we just did what we did and it came off. I just hope we had not cast all our chips in too soon. So I've been having a look on the uh, opposition forums. Uh, it, I didn't like this one. I didn't like it. It felt uncomfortable reading a lot of Man United stuff. Um, but I went on Red Cafe website and um, this person called Irrational said, I have a bad feeling about this. We're probably going to lose this one as we are shocking at dealing with high-energy, high-pressing teams and Leeds will have an additional spring in their step. Bielsa is going to have a field day. Meanwhile, we'll continue our safety-first, error-prone, playing out from the back no matter what approach. We're not getting more than a point. Quote me on this. Not looking forward to it. Do you know what, mate? We started this podcast really excited and really happy. And now I'm, the more it's getting closer... I'm just getting angrier and angrier and angrier. I bloody hate these lot. Oh, mate, honestly, I do as well. And and I, I read this, I, I found this other one from a, a someone called Code Red. And I think... What, he, what a dickhead! <laughs> exactly. But um, I think he sums it up well. It's here, Leeds. I'm feeling old now, so let me explain. Leeds is our number one rival. End of. Forget about Liverpool, forget about Man City. This is our number one game. We knew this the day they got promoted to the Premiership. Last season, when they was touching to get promotion, most of us was like, oh, heck, here we go again. The history between us goes well back. If you've ever been to home, a home game at Old Trafford, you may have heard of a few Leeds chants, even when playing Man City. Certainly, though, being at an away game, you wouldn't have heard Leeds scum and other banter. I still not get over the fact we got Eric and Alan Smith from Leeds. Anyway, I'll keep it short. I can go on and on and on. We must win this match. United versus, versus Man City is not the derby, so to speak. This is for a lot of us. It's old history. Some of you will know what I'm saying. Hopefully, on that boat and rant over, let's smash the shit out of them. Ah, oh, you see, mate, now he's, he's won me round. I like the fact there's a mutual hatred. Um, I'm a, ah, oh, yeah, this is it. This is it. This is war today, mate. This isn't a, a nice fancy one. When we lose, I'm normally angry for a week or upset for a bit. This is going to hurt. Well, if, well that, if we don't win, if we win, it's going to be full kit until we play them again every day. Well, that's the thing with this, isn't it? And for anyone uh, you know who's younger listening to this, for years we've been forced into a rivalry with Sheffield, Huddersfield, Rotherham. When let's be no. honest, yeah, we don't care. We really don't care. Um, they're irritating, aren't they? Yeah, but it's just about for the, those games. It's just sparing the embarrassment of losing. That's all it is. That's all that that kind of, if you want to call it a rival, rivalry, entails. But Manchester and Leeds is tribal. It, it is tribal. It goes beyond football. It goes back to the 15th century and the War of the Roses, like you said at the start. It's the House of Lancaster and the House of York. And any Man United fan who tells you they don't care about Leeds because we're we're irrelevant is a lie and it's words of an armchair fan the fans that go to games they've sung about us all the while we've been in the league in the championship they know what it they know what this means and by april i really hope we're back in the ground because it is a huge fixture i've witnessed that fixture in the flesh in the 90s and the atmosphere is so close it's so tense it's so aggressive and there used to be so many 
police escorts bringing away coaches to the ground, police helicopters, uh, and everyone was stood up. Everyone, not just the Revy stand. It was 90 minutes of sheer noise and it's a huge, huge game, and, and I'm and I'm excited. I'm re- I'm really excited that this fixture is back on the calendar because football, any sports without rivalry, is is nothing, and and this is the pinnacle of it. That was Churchillian, mate. I am ready to run through a wall now. I am. Oh, mate, get me a beer now. What time is it? Five past nine. This is on. It's on like Donkey Kong. I will be looser than a goose when we catch up after the game. Uh, so referee for today's game is, uh, thanks El Loco Joe for providing this on Twitter. Go follow her, please. Um, referee is Altrincham fan, Anthony Taylor. We don't have the best memories of uh, the Withenshaw-based ref. He's ref two of our home games this season. The Arsenal draw on a win against uh, Fulham. Kevin Friend is VAR again. Oh, Friend. Uh, the only thing I don't like about this ref is he's the one who um, took charge of the, the derby game, the second leg of the playoff semi. Yeah, he always haunts us as Tony Taylor. Um, he, he, this is very much a leads that finally playing them at their place, referee appointment in it. Um, let's just hope that the occasion's not too big for him. What are we saying? What is your prediction for this game, Andy? That is, it's easy for. It's really, oh, you know, I'm going to. Mm, I just don't want to lose. That's the thing. I really, 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 really want to win a draw. I could live with, but I really want to win. Prediction-wise, I'm scared of us from set pieces and corners, and they've got that big fat head at the back. They're probably too slow for us. Going forward, we can attack and we can run and we can go mad. If we can play that with the other night, we'll beat them 3-0. For me, I think this is a game that we will absolutely dominate. Possession-wise, we will do everything we possibly can and we just need to take our chances. The worry is them on the break. I think Man United are going to sit very deep because that's all they know under Solskjaer. They'll sit deep and they'll try and hit us on the break. And the worry there is is Marcus Rashford because he is, a, as much as it pains me, he's a, he's, a, he's a brilliant footballer on the break and a great finisher. And that that is that's the scary thing for me. So I think we have to take our chances um, very early on, get into the game, settle. But I think it's going to be a high-scoring game again. I think it's going to be. I can't. I can never. I'm never going to back Man United to win against us. So I'm going to say Leeds United win three-two. Oh mate, I hope we're right. I think my three-nil is actually getting a bit giddy. I'm probably going to go two-nil. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I just do you, do you do you think that they're not going to score? Like in the last game, you said. Newcastle were never going to not score against us, even though they were absolutely dreadful. So a team like Man United, who can break and have some quality players in there, unfortunately, do you think they've got no goals in them? I think they're a team of potential battlers, and I think we've got a team of men. I think... I do, do, mate. I think however you look at kind of the teams, how they line up, I'd much rather have Cooper and Ailing. In, in me going to war the Maguire and what's he called Lin, Chuck Lindelof that Swedish fella is that his name I'd, I'd rather have I'd rather have Cooper and Ailing with me going to battle if you're looking at people to go to war for you and people to stand up I'd rather have every single one of our players oh that's it and the manager as well you know he knows what it is to go to, to war he, he said in the week you know you ask any Newell Old Boys fan what beating a 
Rosario Central means to them and, and it means everything. And, and I think that's it. It's like you've got men who understand what this battle is and I think they'll give everything. Uh, this is it. Our team, I don't know enough about them, to be honest, um, but I know enough about our team to know that pretty much to a man, maybe not the new fellas, that they know what Leeds is. After after last season, that core of that squad really understand what it is to be Leeds United and they'll know exactly how much this means to us and I, I'm hoping that they they can do that and provide. I don't know if you saw in the week as well, but Calvin, after the Newcastle game in the in the changing room, went round to every player and was saying, make sure you recover. Make sure you recover and rest well and train well this week, eat properly, because at the weekend, we've got the biggest game of the season. And I love that. Did he? He did. Oh, Calvin, friend of the pod, listen back to episode, whatever. Oh, what a bloke he is. If you couldn't love him anymore. What's your word, Andy? Battle. Ready for battle. I think if we if we go there with our plan and go straight at them, show them that we're not there to be walked over or to be minced about, we need a few little digs early doors, nothing to get sent off. This game's got Berardi written all over it. It's a shame he's not fit. But yeah, it's going to be a battle. It's going to be just a case of, can we battle and fight while still playing our swashbuckling football? If we can, there's only one winner. My word is history. There's a lot of history with Man United and there'll be some new history created today. But it's not everything. Winning this game isn't everything. You know, our season's not o- is, is definitely not over if we don't get the result what we want. But we'll give it absolutely everything and to get something out of it will be brilliant and it'll be a huge symbol that we are officially back in the Premier League and we're competing with the teams that we should be competing with for the rest of our days and the and the rest of our history. Why are we not there, man? Why are we not there? Come on, get us this vaccine in my arm now. Right. So we're going to go spend the day with our families. Uh -uh. I'm going to go spend the day with my friend Heineken. (laughs) And uh, we will be back after the game. And hopefully we've got a great result to talk about. Just uh, ahead of game, guys, thought I'd drop a note in. I am probably as nervous and excited about this as all the rest of you are. Hoping for a good game. Just want to be proud of them at the end of the day. Uh, predicted 1-1 the other night and it was 5-2. I've gone for same shirt again, dropping in a voice note. So if it ends 5-2, then this is how we do it from now on. <sighs> we go for 2-2, can see goals today. Just want to leave with a big positive and show them that we're we're back and we mean business. Come on, lads, we can do it. It's right. like it's like Christmas, isn't it? Build up is absolutely brilliant. The day itself is absolute wank. Yeah, let's not even talk about the score. Doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. Really? Yeah. You're cool with a six-two loss. Oh, as in it's irrelevant as in, let's just not talk about it. I'm not cool with a 6-2 loss, but everyone's in meltdown and it's very depressing and it's horrible to to lose to scum and there's a lot to go over. But, you know, I don't think all is, is lost. I feel I still feel optimistic about Leeds United in general. It's just a tough one to take, isn't it? Yeah, massively. It's a strange game. If they've not scored those first two, which normally aren't going in, because of the early nature of the game due to like bedding in syndrome, it's game on. But then they looked up for it. They've not looked bothered about anything from what I've seen this season. 
And it's really frustrating from our point. Really frustrating. Well, that's the nature of a big derby, isn't it? You know, Solskjaer's lived through it. He's unfortunately got his players up for it and and they've turned up for once, like you say, but and that's the way it is. And you, you've just got to accept it as it is. And, and also think as well that, you know, we had an unchanged side. They changed their side to try and do us tactically, which was basically, let's be honest, just lump three quick players up front and uh, and just go for it there. That's bollocks, that, because Scott McTominay is a deep-line midfielder who scored twice against in three minutes. That's nonsense. It's just frustrating, mate. They absolutely... Yeah, those two goals were as a result of us giving the ball away in, in ridiculous positions. But overall, they were able to break very quickly and that's and that's where they dominated us. Yeah, they got a 2 nil head start. You can't give them a 2 nil head start, can you? No, not at all. But that was that was the story of the game, I think, was kind of giving the ball away in midfield and, and then them just breaking quickly. It still came from players breaking fast and McTominay's not had a good season at all. From what the commentators tell me, I don't really know. And, um, you know, he's he's turned up today, but it is what it is. It's not. It's really heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking, but, you know, like, I've been looking through it and I've been trying to get some sort of sense on it without sort of coming in and just giving, you know, emotional chat. And to be honest, like, we've had a lot of shots on goal a lot of shots on goal. They've had a lot of shots on goal because of the nature of the way we play it. We've had more passes than them in the final third. We've had two times as many crosses as them. And what it really comes down to is, is you know, there's a lot of people saying it's naivety by Bielsa. I don't think it really is. I think he'll always play to his style, but he needs better players. Like that, that is becoming apparent. You know, we're against a 600 million quid side, basically. And there's little leads from the championship playing football and challenging a £600 million side in a way that's exciting. And I think if we do get a few players, you'd think that we wouldn't give the ball away as much in silly places. They would therefore wouldn't have as many shots on goal and we'd probably win on numbers. How do you justify that against Man City? I, I don't buy into that at all. At all. It This really, really hurts. Because really Man, hurts. Man, yeah, but Man City have got a specific style though, haven't they? They play in a way that's like passing, passing nice football that is progressive. Man United set up to to beat us on the counter, really, didn't they? By putting three people up top, it's as simple as that. But but that's how they set up every game. Well, specifically, they put Dan James on, who was another quick player today. He hasn't started all season, has he? So that yeah, told if, you, if you if you swap him for Scum Greenwood, it's the same game, isn't it? It's still frustrating. It's bollocks. The the problem is is that they actually for once looked like they wanted it. And no matter how much we sugarcoat it and pretend that we're not bothered, we'd lost six two to them and it really, really hurts. I'm not I'm not pretending I'm not being I'm not bothered. I am, but it just doesn't make for great listening. <laughs> Everyone just being sad and, and about it because it is it is sad, but you can't dwell on it. You've just got to take some positives out of it, which there aren't many, don't get me wrong, but it is this is our first time back in the Premier League for years and years and years. And there are some players who are punching well above their weight. We know this, like Bielsa's getting the most out of them. And, you know, you'd like to think down the line, even at home this season, we will have against them, we'll learn a lot and probably get something from the game. Oh, so, you see, you see, I, I don't disagree. I, I, I think we've played well. I think we've played well. I think we're vulnerable exactly. and naive for the first two goals. And you can't give them a two-led start. I think, I think I've said to you, actually, I could be wrong because I'm angry <laughs> that I thought 
3-2 or 4-3 would have been a fair result to them because we've absolutely gone at them, but we've left some massive wide open spaces. The massive issue tonight is that they were clinical. Well, yeah, and that's what that's that's exactly what I'm saying about the £600 million difference, you know. You put yeah, but, yeah, but their, their wank players were clinical. Scott, Tomin, Scott McTominay didn't cost... 100 million quid, who were like 40 quid off of the back of some Glaswegian estate. He's, they've not paid fortunes for him. Bruno Fernandes has scored. He was turd all game and scored. He's won a penalty that was naive from us. Other than that, they've not actually put a glove on us. And it's really annoying. If they'd absolutely bummed us like, and absolutely got at us and absolutely nailed us all game, I'd be fuming. It's the way it is. They've got a six hundred million pound squad. I'm no. I know you say what you're saying about the goal scorers, but everyone around them is six hundred million quid. So when when we make a mistake, they capitalise on it and push us up the field. You know that, that's the, it is the way it goes. Like it's it's going to happen. The way we play football, it's going to happen, and it's just unfortunate that it happened against scum. Mm, what's Hayden got to say? That's that then. Um, I guess like everybody else, I'm completely and thoroughly pissed off. Uh, take back what I said um, pre-match. Um, I guess they're Salford's best team, not second best team, but they exposed our weaknesses. So I've not much else to say uh, other than probably McTominay's got one of the most slappable faces I've seen in football. And we'll leave it at that. Cheers. <laughs> Slappable face. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It's just... It's just frustrating, isn't it, Jim? It is frustrating, but that is life, mate. That is life. It's Paul Paul's birthday. He's 21 again today. Has anybody else sent us any messages? Um, I don't want to hear from Craig. <laughs> Hey, leads that podcast. It's my new mate Craig again. Just finished the game. No, no. And it was a bit of a weird one, wasn't it? It was six-two Man United. Not the game I thought we were going to get, and definitely doesn't tell the story of it. But as a smart man once said, "Winners are grinners." So uh, grinning over here. Anyway, back to you, lad. Oh, Andy, Craig's called you out and said, "Winners are grinners." He's used your bloody catchphrase to to wind you up. Little does he know you're in the most pissed off mood I've ever seen. Do you know what though, mate? I've got the moral high ground. Go on. Well, I'm not a plastic fan off of a town I've not been to before, so I'll take the win all day long. He's Scottish, he, Craig, as well. He's Scottish. He sounds Scottish, mate. He sounds like Scottish McCraig face. He's full of it. I'm not going to bite to him, but um, yeah, if. Oh. Like you said, though, it doesn't tell the whole story. You look at the scoreline and that's what makes it hurt. But we were, at times we were really good, at times we were very sloppy and that's the way it sometimes goes with Marcelo Bielsa. Ah! What should we talk about? <laughs> Mate, I'm, I don't want to entertain a... Uh, the only positive you can take from this, James, as you've said, is that we attacked, we attacked, we attacked, we attacked. We did not back down until the final whistle, which is fine. However, now, if Cooper's got off injured, we've got a big game against Burnley Boxing Day to get us those magical 20 points just after Christmas. And you think, who's going to be 
centre half positions for that. I don't know anyone. <laughs> Strike will play centre back, won't he? That's his main position. So he should do, and he's good. I'd, yeah. I'd, if I'd been honest, mate, I'd have started him tonight instead of Ailing and put Ailing at right back, and then put Dallas back at left back and brought Janny on because Janny's a pest, isn't he? It is what it is. Not nothing. Nothing we could have done tactically at the start would have changed that. There was some really sloppy errors early on that led to McTominay getting through on goal. And is it occasion? Occasion chicken. No occasion. Is it the occasion? Yeah, not occasion chicken. <laughs> um, I don't think it's the occasion. No, I think you know it. Yeah, it. We made mistakes. We played our style of football that we always do and it's as simple as that really how come when they wank at home they turn up though there's Cause got because it's Leeds United there's got to be something in that mate because it's Leeds United it's the biggest game like everyone says it Every like we said at the start of the game uh, from the, the people on their fans forum you know to them it's the biggest match of the season um, I don't want to dwell on it too much mate because we could sit here and bitch and moan about how hard done by we are but let's be fair if somebody said to us just before Christmas was 17 points you wouldn't be too sad especially when you look at the bottom three who were on what top ones on nine you'd, you, you'd probably take that wouldn't you in this season yeah definitely and yeah and there's so many games and so many points to play for that I'm not concerned and like you keep saying there's definitely three Teams that are worse than us in this league, and and I think that's um, the main thing. That not even not even the main thing. It's one of the things that we should cling on to. There's a long way to go. There's plenty of points to be won, and there are some dog shit teams in this league. But let's be fair. We're both proper pissed off, and we're both proper angry. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm oh. I'm angry because you know it is it's a big fixture, and no one likes it. And I was angry at four nil, or whatever it was. And um, but you know we still continued to play, and you could see that we were going to score, and you thought maybe we could get back into this. But I think more than anything, it's just the pundits that annoy me, you know, and the people that are on on Sky where you doubled up with bloody Roy Keane and and Gary Neville, and then you've got Hasselbank who sort of why is Jermaine Beckford not on that? All all you got to do is put someone in who actually cares about Leeds, and like you said. When Neville, they cut to him and it's two or three nil. And they're going, oh, my my game when I should have retired was uh, was was one nil. We lost in the cup. What league were Leeds in then? Bollocks, Gary. That hurt you like, and you've bitten. And I've bitten, and I've gone in, and you could do one. It was the fact that like when Dallas hit that absolute perler in the top corner to take it to score our second, and he's like, and he's just laughing, and he's like, they make they make me laugh. I was like, what? Why? Why do we make you laugh? He, he says, though he talks about us like we're sort of fourteen-year-old kids or something playing football. He lives for that though, mate. And bios biting, which works every single time. By the way, because I was exactly same as you, fuming, throwing stuff around the lounge. It's infuriating. Anyway, Jim, let's wrap this up. Let's, let's not analyze it. Have you got a man of the match or what? Um, no, I don't have a man of the match. I think. I mean, even though six goals have gone past him, uh, it could have easily been more. I think, yeah, he, he, he gave them all away Shandy. a couple of times, didn't he? But. There's Shandy again for you, crunching his can. Um, yeah, 
Um, Melia was was good. He, he made some important saves and stopped further embarrassment. But that's it, really. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of mistakes in there, and it's a shame. He also gave ball away a couple of times for an easy throw out. But yeah, like you say, we can't dwell. Um, the thing with that, though, giving the ball away is the way we play football. You have your your wingers like push as far out as wide as possible onto the touchline, and that's the risky play because he's always got. A, Chip it over a midfield player. So yeah, I, yeah, I but, yeah, yeah, but if you throw it directly to one of their attackers going straight at you, it's a problem. Um, <laughs> my my man of the match is probably Dallas, although he gave away the ball that led to a couple of goals early on. So you know, exactly, he could have stood up, but when he came into central midfield, he he looked all right. I felt yeah. sorry for Calvin because Calvin easy to be hooked when that's happened to you but you're not going to stop that happening especially when you bring on an inexperienced kid and then change your formation I thought Shaq's did alright but mate the old thing's wank let's forget about it and get into the Burnley game what's your word? Christmas it's not the Christmas match that we hope for it doesn't replicate 1995 but Let's put it behind us and hope everyone has a good Christmas. Enjoy yourselves and I hope you get a chance to see your families because it's a, a very weird one this year. I've got two words. It's Leeds that. Enough said. Right. See you against Burnley. Let's hope we're not too poor against them. If, you still, if you're still listening and you haven't turned off because Andy's upset you so much because he's very angry, um, don't forget... There's very limited time left, but you can win a signed Calvin Phillips England shirt and um, all proceeds go to the food bank at Holbeck, which is being run by Slunglow. And uh, I think we're at about, is it like £4,000 we've raised now? Roughly that. So visit leadsthat.com and uh, follow the links and it's £5 per entry for your chance to win. And best of luck with that. And as I say, it goes to a great cause. So please, please, please give if you've got the money. Yeah, like Jim says, make a difference. Don't be a dickhead. Have a good Christmas. Let's beat Burnley. Let's not get too annoyed by this. I know we're all hurting, but let's keep smiling. And bollocks to Craig. Winners are grinners, and he'll be sad by end of the season. I bet you any money. Well, not any money. My bet is that we'll be back in the ground come April against Man United. And i got a feeling we'll finish higher than them. Podcast Network.